Welcome back to another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the hosts of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And each week we cover a new topic and we drink a new beverage. A new beverage, you guys. We are... It's another wine-free week. Yes, we're entertaining less yes wine on the show yes and this week we are talking this just also came to me while i was walking and i was like we have to do an episode on this yeah it's a good episode what to do when you don't know what to do we're going to be talking about why making decisions are hard how to be more decisive and how to navigate those fork in the road kind of moments in life always scary. i feel like you know, we talk, this whole show is about like, I'm an adult, right. I feel like a baby, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what's happening. Um, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Right. So this is that episode. Yes. This is like how to pick a direction or how to like, you know, get out of that flailing baby um, It can be very paralyzing moment. too. Yes. It can be like, I'm just stuck here like staring because you're like, I don't know how to do this. Yes. And also I feel like we get written in a lot of our listeners write in and they're like, hey, like, I don't know. Should I do this? Should I do that? Should yeah. I move across the country? Should I not? Yep. Should I? And hey, this is a this is the episode for you. Yes. And you guys know you can always write into the show with an episode request at am I doing this right pod at gmail.com or DM us at am I doing this right pod. If there's something that you're confused about that you don't know how to do, you want us to research it, we'll do the work for you. And we prioritize the Listener, Am I if you guys email us, best believe will in about out. two episodes later, <laughs> it's going to be your episode. Yes. So, Natalie, what are we drinking? You brought this fun drink. I yes. see a watermelon, which is, I know you picked that out because you seem like a watermelon flavored girly. I do love watermelon. This is, okay, it's called Blue Monkey Sparkling Watermelon Juice Drink. Wow. I, I don't really, it looks foreign. Is it French? Vietnam. Oh, it's from Vietnam. Okay, the ingredients are watermelon juice and carbonated water. And lemon juice. Ooh. Ooh. We'll see. Oh, here we go. Oh, that was good. Ooh, okay. You know I got it at Gelson's, so I was like, it's got to be fancy. How much was this, like 20 bucks? Probably. <laughs> wow. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, we'll review at the end, but you guys, this is fun and flirty. <laughs> this is fun and flirty and fruity. Wow. But we'll we'll circle back. Uh Natalie and I went to the movies last night. <sighs> and this episode's coming out a little bit later. <laughs> but we were left reeling. I guess that's the best way to <laughs> describe it is reeling. We saw Don't, Don't worry, worry darling. darling. More so for the cultural Awareness, right? you know, and obviously we love Florence Pugh. Yes. I'm a big Harry Styles gal. Yeah. And I was here for it. I thought their performances were amazing. Yes. And then Natalie and I had to step out of the theater at the end and just go. I don't want to spoil it for no, anyone. No, no, no. We, we'll, we won't say I the. I hate that. No. And we won't say any of the details, but it was like, we were saying it was so close to being a great movie. It was. But it wasn't. It's so hard. I to think everyone explain. should see it. I think everyone I should see it and form their own opinions. And I think that Natalie and I at the end definitely had questions. <laughs> 
so many that I'm like, so I don't know questions. if like all the questions were intended to be left at the end, but There's I was no definitely way. on forums and reading theories and was like, I need answers. I know. Well, then also I was looking at some forums and theories last night and people were like really trying to make meaning out of some of the things. And somebody commented and was like, you know what? I think that this just wasn't that deep. Like, I think you're trying to find depth in something that there's no depth there. It just simply is. Let me say, though, that twist. The twist So obviously you guys are going to know. Like, there's a twist in the movie. Like, uh, most movies have a twist. It's a thriller. Everybody knows it's a psychological thriller. The twist, and I'm pretty good at, like, guessing what a twist is. I'm like, okay, I see where this is going. It it threw the whole fucking theater. The theater was... Out of, the, out of their minds. Gasped. Out of their minds. We were not expecting the twist. The twist is iconic. It really is unforgettable. I just wish that they did more with it because I'm like, it was crazy. I, I wish I could. There needs to be a separate movie on what the twist was. <laughs> Natalie's doing something. But like the whole twist, I would have loved to see Harry Styles in the twist role, which I, oh, I won't talk I about. But like I would have loved to see a whole movie on that. <sighs> Me too. It was really you guys, if you haven't seen, you cannot believe what the twist is. I know. And like people, <laughs> I, also you have to see it in a theater if you can, because the audience reactions were There were so many girls there the that were just there for Harry Styles. The girls in front of us were smoking weed. They, yes, they were. <laughs> I'm pretty sure one of their friends was in it because they kept like clapping every time one of these, one of the chicks came on the screen. Oh, really? It was, it was like a... Very minor. It was like her face popped up. Oh, and they were like, woo! Yeah. Okay. But yeah, people were... Very interactive with the movie. Very interactive. And there are parts where it is laughable. Yeah. (laughs) There are some parts that's like, they just really catch you off guard. Yeah. Yeah. But let me just double down on that. Florence Pugh is the most beautiful person I've ever seen in my life. I stared at her face the whole time. I was like, like, her nose... Has she ever been her hottie? She oh, has to she's need to be up there. No, 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 she's not. She hasn't been. Mm, she's an upcoming hottie of the week. Oh, my God. She did amazing. Okay, Natalie, let's get into speaking of, of Florence Pugh. <laughs> let's get into how to make a decision. All right. Well, we all reached that fork in the road moment where we have to make a big decision where you can either choose A or B or maybe there's even a C. You know, we've both struggled with trusting our guts and making a decision, big or small. So we thought it would be helpful to break down why decision-making can be hard and what to do if you feel stuck. Yes. Can we get into some factoroonies about decisions? Okay, I found these really interesting facts about how long it takes us to make decisions. Mm -hmm. So the average person takes around 10 minutes to make an everyday decision, a study has revealed. So Mm. like, and and not an everyday decision. I'll get into it. Okay. I'll get into it. But it's not just like, what should I eat? You don't sit for 10 minutes. Right, right. But like, okay, here's some examples. Deciding which film to watch takes an average of six minutes and 52 seconds. Whether to buy a new item of clothing takes 10 minutes and eight seconds. Oh, wow. I am way off of these. What What do you mean? Oh, it takes me legitimately days. Weeks, probably, weeks to, to decide days. if I'm going to get a piece of clothing. Oh, hi. And then movie? Oh, films? We're talking 45 <laughs> to an hour. 
Well, we spend less than eight minutes deciding how much money to put into savings, but we take four days considering how to spend spare cash at the end of the month. Interesting. Yes, and it takes an average of seven days and 13 hours to decide on where to go to vacation. Hmm. It takes an average of 10 days and six hours to decide what to get your partner or spouse for their birthday. Hmm. And it takes about 15 days and five hours to decide which car to buy. Wow. Isn't that interesting that anyone even studied that? I know. And there was also like a million more. I just chose ones that I thought were like really interesting. Right. But like, I wonder how they did that. How did they quantify it? I guess like they found people like, are you thinking about buying a car? And they're like, yeah. And, and they, they were like, track them. <laughs> when you decide, the let us know. <laughs> yeah. You're like, hey, uh, three like, weeks oh, later. Three, three weeks and 47 <laughs> minutes later. I've decided. Yeah. But it's that's a lot of time in our brain that we are spend that we spend just like thinking about what should I do? Yeah. And why is decision making so hard? Well, it's agonizing. Yeah. For one, having difficulty making decisions can be a sign of depression even. When one is in the throes of despair, there may be a pessimistic view of reasonable options and an inability to act. It can also stem from anxiety, mm. which is sort of this fear of making the wrong decision and then suffering the consequences or remorse that might inhibit people in some way. Yeah. Worrying about a mistake and feeling guilty, remiss, exposed, or ignorant. That's very common. Sometimes people are paralyzed by a fear of hurting or alienating another. Like a breakup, like, yeah. oh, I don't want to hurt them. Yes. What do I do? And then you're just stuck. I think I think my indecision definitely comes from the fear of making the wrong decision. I think yeah. you can just like, I get into a like, what if this isn't the right thing? Yes. <laughs> well, I get into this thing called analysis paralysis. Oh. Where I literally, free my brain freezes. Like it just stops working. Yeah. It's an ADHD thing, apparently. <laughs> um, <laughs> so some other studies uh, found a correlation between neuroticism and indecisiveness. The study also suggests that self-esteem affects indecisiveness. Lower self-esteem is associated with higher levels of indecision. Because you can't trust yourself. Sense. Yeah, you can't really trust your own. I mean, that's like us when you can't trust your gut, and it's just like yeah, coming from a place of you're scared, you know? You're not secure in what you're thinking. There's also something called the status quo bias, which might also be to blame as to why it's so difficult to make decisions. It's our tendency to stick with what we know instead of choosing something new and different. Mm. We see the alternative as a risk or just not worth the trouble, even if it might be better. And without realizing it, we can become overly resistant to change. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Like what you know is safe and Choosing something new or going down a different path could be really scary. Yeah. There's this other thing called anchoring bias, right? Yes. So anchoring bias can also affect the choices we make. So when people are trying to make a decision, they often use an anchor or focal point as a reference or starting point. Psychologists have found that people have a tendency to rely too heavily on the very first piece of information they learn, which can have a serious impact on the decision they end up making. So like, for example, if you first see a t-shirt and it costs $1,200, $1, it's a Yeezy t-shirt. <laughs> if you first see a t-shirt and it costs $1,200, I wonder if any $1,200 t-shirts exist. The second one you run upon costs $100. $100. Then you're prone to see 
you're probably like, wow, this is the cheapest shirt I've ever seen. When in reality, $100 for a t-shirt, wild. I'm sorry, you guys. I did not know that that, that was going to be the example. <laughs> wow, it's pop. So yeah, okay. So just to clarify, if the first t-shirt you see is $1,200, but then right. the second one's $100. you are like, this is a deal. This is a steal. But a $100 t-shirt is insane. Right. So you're anchoring to that first piece of information that can make it really difficult or maybe like have you make the wrong choice. Yeah. Decisions can also be difficult due to choice overload. Choice overload can happen anytime we feel overwhelmed by the sheer number of options that we have and we have such a hard time comparing them that they're less likely to choose anything at all. That's like me with the analysis paralysis thing. I, my brain can't, it's like there's too many things to, ch I can't do it. I took this class at USC called the Science of Happiness. It's like one of the most coveted class. I took it my senior year. And one big thing that is determinant on happiness is not having a lot of choices. Because if you have too many choices, you're like, you always have that what if in your head. You're always like, well, what if I did that? And they, that's why they said a lot of wealthy people are not as happy because they could they can buy anything. Right. They can have it all. And so like their choices are unlimited and like they're never happy with the thing they have. Well, and that's also why I read this exact same thing about why dating today is so bad. Oh, because you could just swipe for somebody you can new. Swipe for days. Where like before you, a million you had to really get to know if you got on a date with somebody, you got set up. I mean, it would took a lot of work to get there. Yes. And then you'd be like, let me just really invest my time into this right. person and Or like think of if you were given five choices and they were like, These are your five choices for a month. Talk to one of them, you know? Instead yeah. it's like that's a really good idea for a dating app. It really is. Wow. If, any, if that comes out. Like you, and you, what if you get matched at the top of the month and right. you have one month with that match? Yes. And at the end of the month, you both decide if you want to unmatch or match. Yes. <gasps> wow. Because, yeah, you would have a smaller pool. It'd be like, I would love a smaller pool because you just keep, you know. You're swipe, 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 swipe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But. You guys, if you're indecisive, there actually is an upside to indecisiveness. Yeah, it's not always a bad thing. Sometimes hesitation gives you valuable time to think about the situation. It gives you the chance to gather more information and to weigh the facts. If you can't make a quick decision, it may be a sign that the choice really matters to you. If you're second-guessing yourself, that could be a warning that you're about to make the wrong decision. The important thing is to not let indecision keep you stuck forever. Yes. So we can have like a little yeah, stuck moment. you know. Think it over. What about some hard decisions that we face in life? Common yeah. ones. So the, the, the common big decisions that we all make in life, one is choosing like a college major, mm -hmm. deciding on your career, making a career change, Deciding whether or not to go back to school, figuring out where to live, like you just said, who to date, if we want to end a relationship, if we want to buy a house, me buying a house, oh my God, that was like, the, it was a, a huge decision. Mm -hmm. um, deciding whether to get married, whether to have kids. There are all these huge pivotal moments in our lives where you're like, okay, I'm going one direction or the other. Right. And it's almost anxiety inducing either way. Because even when you have a really good thing happen, it's a change where you're like, Oh my God, you know? Yes. Aroxia. So what are some tangible steps on how to make a decision? Okay. Well, these were based on findings by Bob Tybibi. Tybibi. Is his last name Tybibi? 
He, he's been a practicing counselor for over 45 years. So the first step is to focus on the ends, not the means. So once you've got a clear idea of what you're ultimately trying to achieve, you're freed up to think of other means. So maybe you're feeling unsatisfied at work and you know that you need to make a change. Instead of completely changing careers, which would feel very overwhelming, get clear on what problem you really are looking to solve. Maybe the reality is that you don't like being around the energy of your coworkers. So in that case, you could approach your boss and ask if you can move departments. So that makes the decision smaller and less intimidating. Mm. Another one of the steps is to focus on your values. By being clear about your boundaries, you discover bottom lines and priorities, and by building on them, avoid regrets in the future. So let's say you are unsure about the person you're dating. Think about if your values truly align with theirs. Maybe religion is very important to you, but your partner hates the concept of it. Long term, you know, it's not going to really work out, and as hard as it might be, your values make the decision for you. Yeah. That's a very good way of that's looking a real, at it. That's how I was aware of my last relationship. I was like, yeah, this ain't going to work out right, right. The values <laughs> made the decision. Step three, take action. It is easy to get stuck on the fence because you want to make the right decision and you, and you don't want to do anything until you're very sure. But the best thing to do is to take a baby step in some sort of direction. Apply for the new job and see what happens. Go for the interview. See how it goes. Send that email you've been meaning to send and just see what response you get. If you're always waiting for the quote-unquote perfect moment to do something, you will always find a way to just keep pushing it off. Yeah. My mom always said, at least with having kids, she's like, you're always like, there's never a perfect time to have kids. You could always have more money. You could always. Right. I think that's also her trying to coerce me to have children. She's like, every time she sees me, she's like, grandchildren. I'm like, mom, I'm literally not even married. I'm not even, not, not that you have to married have kids, but still, I'm like, cool it. Anyways, another step is to talk it out, journal, and get a second opinion. In the process of talking aloud, your thoughts often become more clear and the dots connect. I'm glad to hear that yeah. because I talk to myself all oh, me too. Day. Me too. I would be put away if someone Oh, had yeah, yeah, yeah. I respond to myself. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> Similarly, by getting another's feedback, you get feedback about whether or not your thinking makes sense. So this can come from a friend or a family member, a person working on another team at the office, someone working in the field that you're thinking of moving into, your therapist, mm -hmm. really anyone whose opinion you value and trust. And yeah. I think that's important is that yeah. you value and trust their opinion. And if this doesn't sound good to you, you could do some journaling. We actually have a whole episode about it, episode 111. Sometimes when you start writing, even if you don't know really where it's headed, you will start putting the pieces of the puzzle together and are able to see your predicament more clearly. I find that very accurate. Me too. All right. Step five, trust your gut. If at some point your head starts to spin with too much information, it's time to look down and check out your emotions and instincts. Here, affirming your values and reflecting on your past experiences in making big decisions are good ways of getting those gut reactions. With that being said, you don't want to confuse the good information of emotions and instincts with impulsive reactions and potential acting out. So for example, just because you've been having a rough week at work doesn't mean that you need to impulsively quit and start something new. Mm -hmm. Pay attention to your 
overall feelings and emotions about this thing that you're going through. And try not to base your decisions on a temporary feeling or frustration. I think that's great advice. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can get really hot and heavy in a moment. Yeah. And you're like, fuck this. Right. But, but maybe not. But then, you know, maybe maybe take a little stock of the past two weeks or something and be like, oh, you know what? That was actually just like one day. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need to um, move away. <laughs> <laughs> Another great tip is to just sleep on it, which I love. Giving your mind the opportunity to shift and settle is important. This is like the resting of the dough and making bread or the incubation stage that we find to be so important in the creative process. So give it a day or more, focus on other things, see what comes to the surface. And you may be surprised about how you feel towards a certain situation when it isn't the sole focus of your every waking moment. And I do think that like during sleep, there is this sort, I mean, that that's what dreaming is. Like right. there's a sorting of your thoughts that you wake up and you do have so much more clarity on something. So sleeping on it is something yes. that I... 100% do. Yes. And I also just do think like giving it space to breathe. If you keep focusing on it, then you're just, it's going to be that like yes. hamster wheel. The hamster wheel, of course. Okay. Now, if your decisions feel more existential, sort of like, I don't know what to do with my life. Yeah. Try asking yourself these questions. Number one, what am I doing when I'm slacking off at work? What do you love to research? What do you look up online? Who do you follow on Instagram? All of those things are great insight into what you care about. And what you're like interested in. Yeah. Another question that you can ask yourself is like, what blogs and books do I love to read? So when you click on and flip open when you're relaxing can provide some insight into your interests, but it's the material that you mentally devour that can further unlock your passions. Mm-hmm. Also, you can ask yourself, if I could be anyone for a week, who would it be? Who we admire is a huge indicator of who we secretly would like to become. That also works for shadow work. Maybe we should do an episode on how to do shadow work. I don't even know what that is. So like if you think of who you're jealous of or like oh. what you like really don't like and oh, I don't like how this person did it. It's always a reflection on you. You. Yeah, you're so right. So really reflecting and being like, why? Hmm. You know? You can also ask yourself, what do people come to me for? Allow yourself to remember past accomplishments, times you've really helped others. Let the parts of you that you might secretly feel proud of truly shine. For example, if you're constantly organizing your friend's birthday parties, which always end up being Instagram gold blowouts, taking a course in event planning might be worth your while. Yeah. A lot of people do have like, extra, they're extraordinarily good at something. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, I didn't know I could really even do this. Yes. And lastly, what's pure and simple fun for me? It's definitely worth mentioning that what you do for the rest of your life may not even involve quitting your day job, so to speak. In deciding what to do when you don't know what to do, you may conclude that the career path you're on is fine and having steady income is good. In this case, it's more about finding an extracurricular means for injecting more joy, maybe, maybe a little cash also, into your life. Yes. And okay, so what if your decision is less existential and more concrete? Mm -hmm. What are some things you can do to help you make a decision that way? Number one, pro-con list. I love a pro-con list. You love a pro-con. So you just bust out the journal? I literally have like, I make a big T, pro-con, and I go down. And I told Natalie this when we were, <laughs> we were 
researching the episode with my ex-boyfriend. I had a pro con. If you're if you're making a pro con list about someone you're in a relationship with, it's this isn't it's a good over. sign. But my ex-boyfriend, <laughs> I had a pro con list and it went missing, and I was like, uh-oh. Oh, uh yeah. Luckily, he never found it, and luckily, we're not together anymore. (laughs) Right, right. I love this tip. Imagine yourself a year in the future. What are you doing? Who are you with? Does this decision that you need to make affect those things? Mm. Can you not imagine yourself at your current job a year from now? Can you not picture yourself with your partner a year from now? If not, it's time for you to move on, and your answers will tell you exactly what you need to know. I love talking to future me. It's like one of my favorite little activities. It's so fun. Because I feel like... That's how you manifest your life. It is how you... Also, yeah, it's also a manifestation thing, but also I do. I feel like I feel like I get, I get a lot of guidance from her. Yeah. Another way to make a decision is the five-minute rule. The idea behind this tip is to force action through a self-imposed deadline. It's simple enough to incorporate. Anytime you have to make a decision, just set the timer and begin the process. Studies show that when people know when a focal task will end, they invest more effort in it. If the decision is a big one, give yourself a longer deadline, like a week or a day or, you know, whatever. Right. I love a ticking clock. That's when I get my best work done is when it's down to the wire. I have to have a deadline. Otherwise. Yeah, that's a good one. Five-minute rule. Okay. Think in black and white. This is another little, little thing here. There are times when we have more choices than we need. Excess of anything can overwhelm us, but research studies show that the average American adult makes an average of 35,000 decisions a day, Mm. which leads to analysis paralysis, there it is, or decision fatigue. Use your decision-making skills to judge your options as good or bad, simplifying and simplifying the process, weeding out the less optimal decisions. Another way to make a decision is called the hat trick. So if all options seem to have roughly equal value, write down your best decisions on separate pieces of paper and place them in a hat or bag. Your decision will be the one you pull out at random. This is ideal for quick decision making. This also works if you have many tasks you don't want to do, but all the tasks in the hat and let fate decide what tasks to do next. Also, Joe and I, it's so funny they brought, brought this up. Do that. Joe and I um, have a little bag full of vacation. Yours? No, vacation ideas. Oh, so I we saw this on TikTok. Yeah, we both, we did this three years, right when we started dating. Wow. And um, we put all these ideas in there and our thought is like, our next vacation we'll pull out of here. We've never done it, but we, I just found it today and oh, wow. I was like, oh my gosh, I want to save it. Yeah, I should do that for, like, things around my house that I don't want to do. Oh, like Like, a big, like, clean out the junk drawer. Yeah, yeah. the organizing the closet and just pull one out and be like, God damn it, I have to do it now. Yeah, that's actually really good. And lastly, flip a coin. I actually do love doing this one. If you have to decide between two things but just can't seem to make up your mind, flip the coin. Because before it lands, you probably already have a feeling as to which way you wanted it to land which helps you make the decision. I always do that when people ask me, like, should I do this or that? And then I, fl- I flip the coin. You had me do that once. You did that with me once. I'm sure I made you do that. And then I'm like, okay, what side do you want it to be? And then... Wow. Because then it's like, if, if you wanted heads but it's tails, you'll be like, oh. <sighs> and then you know that you wanted the other decision. Wow. 
So many, so many tricks, so many tips. Yeah. So we hope you guys learn more about why decisions can be hard to make, how to be more decisive, and how to handle those fork in the road moments. And we hope you guys feel like, okay, I'm going to make that big decision. Yeah. Whatever you're, you've been sitting on. Yes. They're hard to make, but we gave you all the steps. We've given you all the steps. Lots of tools here. There are a lot of tools. Let us know what decisions you make. I'm so curious. I know. Should we introduce our hottie of the week? Oh my God, our hottie of the week's hilarious (laughs) because because of why we chose her because it's insane why we chose her i don't i I must have been having some type of episode (laughs) when i decided this so our hottie of the week is meryl streep and if you're like that's not hilarious right she's an icon and a legend and we love her the reason we chose her is because she's in a movie called sophie's choice (laughs) which which is horrifying uh the worst decision you ever you have could to make possibly make uh, in your entire I, life I, I don't i don't know if it's spoiling the movie because it's 40 also, years I don't later. like yeah but essentially she has to choose between which child lives or dies right and that is sophie's choice which listen i don't none of these tools are gonna i'm work. gonna say none of these tools help <laughs> uh, meryl streep in the movie no yeah so it is, it's also just meryl streep's iconic <laughs> We love her. She's yes. our hottie of the week. Yes. So this let's uh, let's be reminded of what we've been drinking. We're drinking the Blue Monkey Sparkling Watermelon Drink. So how are you feeling about it, you guys? It's very fun. It's very fruity. It's very effervescent. Yes. It's very strong. Very strong. I will say I, I like toned down a bit. I like I took a, a sip and I was like, wow, this is like really yummy. And now my tummy kind of hurts. I've had like five or six now, and I'm like, oh, this is really sweet. Yeah, it's too sweet in my opinion. I don't know. I thought it was going to be like very like lightly flavored watermelon. So I feel like if you poured this in and like mixed it with Oh, this would be a great little mixer. Oh, my God. Or even like with Sprite to cut the – I mean, I know Sprite's also sweet, but it's like a water – it's like strong watermelon. Yeah. And it's not artificial watermelon. It's real watermelon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's one see. to Meryl Streep. What are we giving? Blue. Give it a seven. I would give it a. I would give it a seven. I would right. give it a seven. Yeah, seven, seven out of Solid. Meryl. Yeah. All right. This is the part of the show where we play a little wrap-up game, and this week we are playing BFF quiz. BFF quiz. And this is a I- brand new one. Oh, it's a new quiz we're pulling from. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Natalie, Natalie and I essentially choose a number, and then one through what? This one is 61. Okay, one through 61, and then I guess, I don't know the context, but we're quizzing either each other, or we're asking questions, or I'm in, unsure, but we'll see. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to choose 33. 33. Okay, so this this is about you. Yes. Okay. If I had to live in another time period, what would I choose? Oh, I was going to say the 60s. Ah, yeah. But then I'm like, 70s or 80s? You're somewhere in there. I would probably go 60s. 60s? Yeah. Okay, so I hit the button. I, I always feel like I had some weird I, – I feel like I died in the 60s or something. Yeah. Natalie, I feel like your musical choices, your, the 60s. art you're inspired by. Oh, I'm wearing a door shirt. Jim Morrison. Yeah. Like, I just feel like that was kind of your time and your flavor. Yeah. And so I would give you the 60s. I think I, that's absolutely right. Oh, yay. I wasn't sure because you would you see why I also considered the 70s and the 80s? I can see you? why you considered the 70s also. I don't feel very connected to the 80s. 
You know what? I don't. I don't think you're the '80s either. Yeah. Okay, but I can, I I see seventy like hippie seventies sort of. Sixties is right I'm on the really money. Main, mainly sixties or like maybe ancient like, Egypt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or ancient <laughs> Egypt. They're, they're worded weird. Okay, so word it like you're asking. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna choose eleven. Okay, number eleven. Yes. What was the first movie I saw in theaters? I don't know if you would actually know this, but you can get you, you know can, what you can you've be, told I actually me. have told you this. I don't know why you would remember, but you can think about our age and when would I what would be like the first movie I would see in a movie theater. It's pretty classic. <sighs> Lion King. Lion King. Yes. Yay. Lion King was the first movie I saw in theaters. And like I think most children, I actually just saw a TikTok on this. That Mufasa. Oh, I sent it to you. Is that what you sent the it to girl me? that was? Yes. Around- I was like, oh my God, that Mufasa scene when he died, my mom, I used to go up to her and go, mommy, you, you've got to fast forward. I couldn't even watch, I could not watch it. Why did they psychologically scar? That was really intense. Like, and then I, you know, I watched it a bunch and I, every single time I'd go, you have to, to this day, I can't going, watch Dad? that scene. Dad? Oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> no. Dad? And I'm like, oh, also God. the live action one. Did you see that one? I did. Also very devastating. It's so sad. It's so sad. I mean, we could have just killed. If we wanted Mufasa to be killed off, we didn't have to do it like that. I know. Because that that stayed with me. (sighs) Do you want to do one more? Yeah, we'll do one more. I'll do uh, 45. 45. Oh, this is funny. Hmm. Which decade? Okay. It's funny that you chose another decade one. Which decade, in your opinion, do I think had the best fashion trends? The sixties? A decade? Do you do you think has the best fashion? Like, oh no 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 no. Well, you're really inspired by the like early two thousands nineties. Like, I feel like you've really leaned into that kind of vibe. Yeah, I was gonna say the, probably the nineties. The nineties. I've always, even like back in middle school, high school, I was very like grunge, yeah. Portland flannels, like. I would say 90s. That's yeah. like kind of your... Also, I really feel like you look back at the 90s and it's like, there's a lot of very classic, like timeless... Looks. Looks. Early 2000s. Yeah, I'll take early 2000s back. Yeah. Early 2000s is a train wreck. Train wreck. And... The layering. The layering. <laughs> like... The long scarves for no reason. Yeah, it actually was. It was an absolute was train wreck horrible. in fashion. Yeah. And I don't... Yeah. I would say you're more of a 90s yeah. dress and gal. I'm going to say that is spot on. Wow, okay. Okay, I'm going to do 29. 29 and feeling fine. (laughs) Ooh, this is, I'm so curious Mm. about this. If I were to get a tattoo, what would I choose? Oh my God. And (gasps) why? Because I don't really fully know, but I'm curious what you would think. I'm not, I'm open to it. Maybe I'll get a tattoo one day, but what you would think I would choose. Oh, okay. This is so weird because I feel like, I feel like you told me this one time and I could be making it up. Mm -hmm. This could have been a dream, but I feel like you told me that when you were abroad in London, you considered getting like some sort of London related tattoo. My roommate got a tattoo in London. So maybe that's what you were thinking Maybe that's what I thought of. Yeah. Cause I wouldn't, that's not something that I think you would do. But I, okay, so I know what it would be. <gasps> so confident. 
I believe it would be something to do with your children. Okay. Like a really pretty, like their name or like something to do with your children. Okay. You're not far off because I've always considered getting a tattoo for my mom. Uh Uh-huh. And my mom is like really connected to ladybugs. (gasps) So I've always thought about, and my mom wants a tattoo really bad. Like if I called her right now, let's go get a tattoo, she'd come down here, but she's also... I love her to death. This woman is crazy. (laughs) And so I was like, oh, it'd be cute if we ever got like matching like ladybugs. Yes. So So it was like a family. Like a family. Like a connection to your family. But I could also see, I don't have kids, but I could see me being like, oh, I want to do something for them. Yeah. (gasps) Because I know the name of one of your kids. So like I'm picturing it, how Uh pretty it could, because I love that letter. Yes. Yeah. (gasps) Oh my God. How fun was this? This is a good quiz. I know. This one's way better than the other one. All right, you guys. Well, you know, you can always write into the show with episode requests at amidoingthisrightpod at gmail.com. If you have something going on that you don't really understand, a big adult situation, you're like, "Ah, I don't know. What is this? I'm a widow adult. Yes. (laughs) We will do the research and make an episode for you. You can also DM us at amidoingthisrightpod. And we are bringing back solicited advice. So if you have something going on in your personal, professional life, you don't know what to do. If you don't know what to do, We'll One of our things out. is why don't you email us yes. and we can give you some Remember advice. Remember our tip that said ask a friend. Ask, ask somebody you trust. Hey. We've been here for you been every here single for week. Two whole years. You can trust us. Yeah. And we'll be back next week with another episode. Love you guys. Love you. Goodbye. Bye.